Welcome back, podcast listeners. Episode 71 today. And uh, we have also Matt Leach here, our Sydney advisor on the line, which is fantastic. And today what we're going to do is really reflect on, you know, I guess the COVID situation, the past six months, um, our lessons that we've taken from that and, and what we're sort of grateful for moving forward. But Tony, Matt, well, Matt, first of all, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Sorry, thanks for having thanks for having me, Jamie. You excited for another voice with Matt in the room? I am. It's um, an actual an actual voice who someone doesn't it just doesn't beat me up verbally all the time. <laughs> I'm the nice one. Yeah, you, know, you are the nice one. And look, I think the great thing about today, um, you know, we've just spent sort of 15 minutes before this talking about a few things, and you know, I think it's good to have. Australia is a divided a divided nation at the moment, especially states. There's sort of different rules for different people and. In Melbourne, we're sitting here on our stage four uh, lockdown, and Matt, you have a little bit more freedom at the moment. So, you know, your your sort of reflections at the moment may vary from ours. Um, so, I think it's good to have a few different topics in the room. I totally agree. Look, it's um, interesting where we are in the timeline. I think, you know, if we reflect on how far we've come in the last six months and and what we've experienced and what's next, um, yeah. Very interesting times, but um, do you want to start us off, Tony, like or Jamie? What do you, what do you guys? What's the biggest thing that you've you've taken out of this? You fire away, Tony, because I think you lead into a few of my stories. Okay, so well, because I participated in them, or no, no just, <laughs> I think once we once we sort of touch off on gratitude and things like that. Yeah, listen, I, th- I think I think I think for me is uh, we've mentioned this before on podcasts and it hasn't changed. I am a creature of habit and I do like my routine. And when my routine is thrown out, um, I can, it can, it can affect me. Uh, it can affect everyone emotionally, emotionally and things like that. So one of the things that I've had to readdress since we've all had to go back into stage four lockdown uh, is how do we uh, focus on, for me, what are sort of six habits in a way that I've always sort of lived by, which now just part of my life, I don't really have to think about them anymore. And, and the things that I try to do on a, on a daily basis, doesn't always mean they are, but uh, things like, for example, where you spend your time and energy, expressing gratitude, random acts of kindness, uh, just being mindful, uh, exercise and sleep, and basically your routine in general. So, I mean, it's, uh, I think one of the things is is that Matt got me really jealous the other day when we're employing a new associate advisor up in Sydney and he would go out to meet several people for the interview where he would actually go out and meet and have a coffee with them. And, and I just thought, are, are you telling me this just to have a go at me and tell me what we can't do? <laughs> but, it, but, but that's the example. We all know that I, I am a person who loves to go out and have a coffee uh, with people. I... I do enjoy the face-to-face company of people. And, you know, it was, it was actually really interesting, Matt doing those meetings with their new associate advisor and then us meeting the successful candidate via Zoom, uh, you know, an executive meeting Zoom call uh, the other day. So I, th- I think that's an example of where we spend our time and energy. And if I can touch on one thing is that if we're not spending, I mean, for me, I probably spend about 40 minutes a day driving to and from work. I don't live too far from the office. Um, and it just depends on traffic at that time. But it's um, if I've got an extra 40 minutes or if you've got an extra hour or if you've got an extra two hours, 
what are you doing? How are you spending that time and energy? So, I mean, Jamie, uh, you know, I know uh, I have adult children. Matt, you have young children, uh, all primary school, aren't they? So you've got oh, one thing. No, so it's, um, and, and Jamie, you have no children, although Jess, your fiance, says she's got one. Uh, being you, so it's yeah, um, me. So, we have to look after. Yeah, so I mean, so based on that, it's it's. I suppose one of the things I'm I want to chat about first is where we're we spending that extra, you know, time and where you're spending your energy because we can fall back into bad habits if we aren't conscious of these things. So, what about you, Matt? Yeah, look, the biggest thing that worked for me was actually when we were in lockdown in Sydney was that I actually created a nook in the house where like I considered that the office. Um, I rearranged the house to make it feel like I was going to a separate place. Uh, and obviously I think getting up in the morning and putting on work attire really helped just your mental state. Even if you're not going anywhere, I just felt like you had to create a habit of um, process in this time. And I think you're stuck at home all day. You've just got to have a new mindset for work and then try and separate it. And, you know, once it's 6, 6 p.m., you know, take that work gear off and that means you're now at home. Um, there's got to be some sort of separation mentally. And I, I found that really helped me. Um, and just as you touched on it, uh, Tony, is I'm not travelling to the city anymore, um, albeit it would take maybe 15, 20 minutes. But it's that, you know, not having to burn more time in the morning or afternoon spent traveling. Um, I find I'm actually doing more meetings per day now because everything's video and everything can be back to back. So um, did you find those efficiencies as well? Um, I did. Uh, but for me, it was a case of that. There was probably a period there just before my operation a couple of weeks ago where at, uh, and especially during when I was in recovery, where I actually found I just went and turned the TV on and plonked myself on the couch before there you know, in front of it and scrolled through my phone and wasn't engaging. I wasn't engaging with uh, anyone who lives here. Uh, I wasn't necessarily engaging. So I was actually spending a lot of time doing nothing up until the time I fell asleep. You know, so I, I found I was going into those bad habits. And I know that that's uh, a problem with a lot of people is there's when their routine has been taken off them, they fall into either bad habits or non-productive. Uh, they're not productive with their time. So I went back and wrote down all my schedules and my goals and uh, that again, and have gone back into reading at night again now. And uh, so making sure I'm reading for an hour before I do jump into bed at night and things like that. So for me, I found having things taken off me seemed like an excuse to fall into bad habits, which are just not productive in any way whatsoever. Has that, has that been the change from, I guess, lockdown one to two, Tony? Um, I think, you know, I, I remember we talking on a podcast a while ago and Matt, it's interesting you sort of say that six o'clock change, as we can see, I'm wearing, I'm in my sweats and hoodies here. Um, well, I both of you are wearing a nice shirt. Um, yeah, I, I guess the clothes sort of mentally doesn't do it for me, but I, I remember the first lockdown, I, I, I said to Tony, you know, if, if Jess was watching something on TV that I wasn't into, I was coming in here to do work. And, and that was, you know, that was ending up at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, um, and which was just ridiculous and, and draining in the sense of when I was up in the morning, my brain was just in overdrive of, you know, thinking about the littlest things at work. Um, we're now a good thing is to get out for a walk at the end of the day. Um, and I think that's my trigger that, that it's the end. Um, maybe that's sort of my trigger. How much, do you how much do you appreciate just going for a walk now? I mean, 
before COVID, I, you know, that wasn't something that interests me. And, you know, during this lockdown, how much do you appreciate just going to the park with the kids or going for a walk or grabbing a coffee? And you might even think that that's like an hour a day. But, you know, when this sort of uh, situation has been forced upon us, the little things are just, so you don't take them for granted anymore. That's for no. sure. There was a story, we, we were actually on, um, we were lucky enough to be at a webinar the other day um, with Hugh from the Resilience Project. And there was a story and it just related to me so much, but you know, for me, the gratitude, it, it's that finishing on a Friday and, and I had the same experiences as Hugh, you know, my, my passion is going to the footy, um, grabbing a beer, sitting there, supporting, you know, heading home and it, it, you come back to, if you've had a bad loss and I'm, I'm, I'm probably taking it a little bit too hard, it's just a sport, but you know, Jess will ask me, you know, oh, how was it? Oh, I was a shithouse night, you know, we lost by this much. The weather was crap. Well, I just don't even know why I went. I'd do anything to go to a pouring rain game, line up for 10 minutes for a mid-strength beer that cost me an arm and a leg um, and, and have someone spill a little bit on me and then lose by 10 points. I'd, do, I'd, I'd go to the MCG in a heartbeat. Um, and it was funny, he sort of said that story and I was like, that, that's my reflections is, you know, the little things that, you can try to do a Zoom with your friends, but that human connection is just not there. So those little times that you'll spend with your mates catching up, even if it's for an hour, you just don't take it for granted anymore. No, and I think to add to that too, Jamie, you know, that's the gratitude that you have for these little things. It was, um, you know, last Friday night um, after work, uh, Josh and I, we got some uh, grilled burger takeouts and a couple of beers and sat down and watched Essendon. And you know what? We lost. But in, in saying that, it's, um, I mean, that, that's a regular occurrence for us anyway, so that doesn't come in. So it's, uh, but but the, the point is, and I suppose what I'm saying is, it was actually just a really lovely night for us together. So it was something different. It was doing something different. You know, there was nothing else that we could really do. Uh, it can't go out because we actually have a curfew here in Victoria. Uh, so you can't go out after 8 p.m. Uh, you know, you can't even go for a walk around the block with the dogs after 8 p.m. So, so based on that, they're, they're the little things. And, and I think this all goes back to the happiness, you know, and basically it's, you know, it, happiness is not a station uh, that you arrive at, but it's, it's the manner in which you're traveling to get there. Um, and so, whereas, yeah, I, I love, as you know, Jamie, I love going down and watching South Yarra play footy, you know, so it's um, a lot of guys there I know, uh, you know, enjoyed watching you kick the odd goal every so often and, and things like that before yeah, you retired. So often, very, very, very in between weeks. Yeah, so it's, uh, but, you know, it, uh, the, way, the way I looked at it, these are all the little things. I enjoy doing that on a Saturday afternoon, which you just don't have the choice to do that anymore. So you have to get yourself in that mindset of what am I going to do differently so that I don't go, you know, nuts. Uh, basically doing that. And so I, I suppose another thing too is that one thing I learned probably about 20 years ago, didn't always uh, do it successfully, but have certainly as I've got older and become a lot more patient in life, uh, become better at it as well. And that is, you know, expressing gratitude. Um, and, you know, expressing gratitude also comes down to, it, it's really hard to say thank you to someone for something they've done or just say, I really appreciate that and actually be in a bad mood doing it. Do you know what I mean? And another thing too is just random acts of kindness. I learned that from my father, you know, just being kind to someone. It doesn't have to be, you know, giving a homeless person money in the street or buying them KFC or whatever. A random act of kindness can just be giving a smile to someone. 
yeah. saying how are you you know it doesn't it doesn't actually have to be a monetary thing or something like that as well that random act of kindness is just picking up the phone and ringing someone that you haven't spoken to for a while and just say how are you going you know so th these are the type of things where i would actually do this quite often but now because we're not walking down the street we're not doing those things and you know and i i see it in you know, I was, I was uh, before we went into this lockdown, I was walking into the city with uh, Jeremy and on the way back, there's a homeless guy there. Jeremy smiled at him and said, and, you know, said, how are you going? You know, just these are just all these little things, you know, that we can't do anymore. But it's also proven that when you actually do do those random acts of kindness, like walking your dog, uh, have you ever seen your dog not be happy when you give taking it for a walk? Um, when you actually do those random act of kindness, it actually does uh, help us feel better about life as well. So we have to do it differently nowadays. So how, how do we do things differently? It's just, you know, if, getting in contact with someone saying hello. Um, you know, doing something for someone without having an expectation of anything being done back for you. You know, so th these are the things where, you know, uh, Matt, you can obviously do a few more things on that, but we also know you're an extremely kind person. That's why you're working with us um, as well. We just fit, you know, we fit the mold. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on gratitude, random acts of kindness and things like that? And how do we do it differently nowadays? Oh, look, if you're not doing that, then I don't know if you deserve to really be here in some, I know that's pretty harsh, but if you're not looking out for other people, then, you know, what do you, what is your part in society? Yeah. Um, and there's, there's an old saying actually my mother used to say to me, she used to say, look, if everyone just looked after everyone in their sphere, so, you know, anyone that you sort of are in your, in your world, then we would never have people homeless. We'd never have people, uh, you know, being abused. No one's going to go without because we're, you know, our, our spheres would overlap and everyone would be captured and looked after. And I used to think and visualize this, you know, this uh, sphere around, uh, you know, around me and other people and, Sometimes I just wish we were a bit more community minded like that and, and looked after everyone else here. And now, you know, since, since it's uh, relaxed a little bit here, I'm, I've noticed that I'm saying hello to everyone on the street. I want to pat everyone's dog. Um, and I've noticed that that's been um, reciprocated from other people as well. I think if there's any silver lining in this, it's that uh, we've learned to lessen, um, take things away, and then everyone starts to really appreciate each other. You notice that people are more uh, open to having a chat, even if they do have a face mask on. Um, whereas before, that used to look really odd in the street. Um, but yeah, I've just noticed everyone's up for a chat. Um, it's a little bit strange when you do go out and go to a pub, everyone's very distanced, but um, there's a nice feel out there um, that we're all sort of in this together and everyone's just got to do their little part here to, to get across the line. So, but the random, random acts of kindness and, and being generous, it's free. And that can just be as simple as a smile, as you said, and um, holding a door for someone. I always found that if I just hold the door and people say, thank you, like little things like that, you appreciate that human interaction now. <laughs> it's been a while and I'm sure you guys miss it. And I certainly missed it for a long time. I miss um, giving people a hug and a kiss and shaking hands. I'm still doing the COVID elbow. Yeah. Um, but I, I miss, I miss that, um, yeah, that physical, interaction i miss sitting with clients in, even though that's starting to relax a lot more uh, more people are opting for the video chats which is fine but um i really miss just absorbing people's body language and, and sitting with them and um that part of it i really and miss 
Have you both seen the goalpost shift, I guess, in a sense, with clients now? Uh, are goals, in a sense, like I, I know this, you know, when we're sort of talking about things that we take for granted, things that we appreciate now, um, people sort of goal set, and you said that you gave to yourself, Tony. Are you noticing clients changing in their goal setting? Is the goalpost moving a little bit, or has it all sort of been the same? Is it just more of a focused um, now in what they want in their future? Yeah, it's um, from from my perspective. Um, listen, I, I I'll, t- I'll take a one back one notch, Jamie. I think people are becoming more conscious of what they have and what they're trying to achieve because if they are lucky that their jobs have not been affected by this, uh, you know, f- uh, financially, uh, they're they're in an okay position, but. The worst thing that could happen to someone, if you think about this, is that they lose their job, they cancel their insurances, Murphy Law smacks them in the mouth and basically they suffer a major trauma due to stress or whatever was to occur. And they canceled their insurances because they simply couldn't afford it or uh, couldn't get an exclusion on. So as you know, we've been working really hard with insurance companies here, but we've had to adjust some clients' insurances down. Uh, with a view to them just being able to afford these things, you know, when their salaries are being cut dramatically, you know, as I've said on a few occasions, thankfully the banks have come uh, to the forefront and helped people under mortgage stress and things like that as well. But I think that when you are looking at people reassessing their goals, those who are in work, I find are really thankful uh, that, you know, they can actually do stuff and they can achieve their goals. Those who are retired are really thankful that their life savings haven't been decimated because there's no way of returning back to work um, as well. Uh, so I'm actually finding, if we go back to that part on gratitude, when it comes to goals, people are certainly not just paying attention to them now, but their goals have to, their why, their meaning for it. So as an example, I wrote down in my goals yesterday on a weight thing that I actually want to get to and how I'm going to get there and what I'm going to do to achieve it. But I had to write down my reason why. My reason why is I wanted to live a nice, healthy life with more energy up until the age of 105. Now, I want energy. I don't, I don't want to be, uh, I'm going to be a grumpy old man because I'm already grumpy. So it's, uh, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, you know, unhealthy and being kept alive on tablets like my father was for 17 years and having zero quality of life. I actually want to live uh, to a ripe old age, uh, you know, for no other reason, but just to annoy you, Jamie. But it's, uh, but it's, um, the basis of it is, is you're assessing your goals more differently now and rather than saying i want to retire at age 60 on an income of seventy you're actually putting meaning to that now uh, that's what i'm finding clients are doing they're actually putting real meaning to that because what they don't want to be if if you think of you know someone in their mid-30s and you're talking to them about retiring in 25 years time that is so far away so yeah that'll be nice to retire in seventy thousand or eighty thousand or a hundred thousand a year uh when i retire at age 60 that that's what my goal is but now it's when you say, well, what do you want to do when you retire? Now that they're locked indoors, all of a sudden they're thinking about what is that income? What is that going to be? What does that mean to me? Rather than just being an arbitrary number, if that makes sense. So I'm finding people are really getting into more depth of rather than just being a number, why they want that. 
because when all your freedom and liberties are being taken off you because of a pandemic, not because we live in a, you know, a horrible country, um, but because that's been taken off you, I think you, it's like, for example, yeah, you know what? When I retire, I do want to go on a holiday every year. And that is going to cost me $15,000 in today's dollar value. And I do want to be debt-free on my house. So am I tracking to be debt-free on my house? Should I be looking at my mortgage? Should I be rearranging it? You know, it's, um, you know, what happens during this pandemic? What happens if, you know, uh, what, you know, my partner was to lose his job or God, God forbid, you know, how is that going to affect our retirement now? Does that mean, that that 70,000 is going to be 50,000 if they can't get work for 12 months. So these are the things people are becoming a bit more in depth rather than just saying, yeah, that'd be nice. Being a bit blase about it. Is it Matt, what, what about you, Matt? You find the same? Mine's been a lot more clarity. Um, yeah. So people that we've obviously set a lot of goals and we have check-ins about that as well. But I've found that the phone calls and the video chats that I've been getting is, uh, yeah, so Matt, um, can we just have a quick conversation? Can we just take stock of where we're up to? This is where we're at right now based on COVID. Um, and the conversation is me just maybe having a bit of a deeper dive of what the fear is right now. Um, how do we address that? And how do I sometimes be able to turn around and say, actually, guys, you, you're actually well placed for this. In fact, you get to catch the next sort of economic cycle. Or alternatively, yeah. sometimes it's like, okay, guys, we need to have a buffer. We need to make sure we can get through the next four months. Um, but what the client's seeking is a clarity conversation. Um, are we okay? Matt, you know, what are we going to do if, if we don't go back to work? What happens if job, job seeker or job keeper stops? Um, should we free the, freeze the mortgage or not? So a lot of those um, clarity conversations, but I've found if I can add any... Um, value, which really sort of became very obvious to me, the clients that are really getting through this period are the ones that just have good habits. And uh, that seems so basic, but the ones that are like, yeah, I'm not drinking during the COVID, you know, I'm, I'm going to the gym every day, uh, or I'm going for a run, or I'm doing my walk, or I literally just behind the couch do my squats. Um, the people that will stop and read, the people that spend their nine to five at home working and trying to make it as, as work related as possible. The people that have really good habits um, through this period have, they're coming out better. It's like adversity has almost made them better. It pushes them to, to be more successful. I think sometimes the people that have, um, you know, sort of fallen apart or, you know, turned to kind of day drinking and, you know, people have coping mechanisms. But I think if people have sort of resorted back to that, they've really struggled through this period. Um, and I was really conscious of just trying to get some really good habits for myself. So I was trying to exercise every day, even if it was literally just doing it, you know, in my lounge room, just to have a positive you know, uh, action every day. Um, and if, if anyone out there is, is struggling, like it can be so simple as a few push-ups or skipping on the spot, like just something. Um, and you sort of start small and you can build on the back of that. But yes, yeah, certainly the clients that have got good habits in their life have done extremely well mentally through this period. Um, I've even seen people like get better jobs through this period, which I really didn't think would happen. Um, that's that is crazy you think about a middle of a pandemic they're backing themselves to not only resign from a job and get a new better paying job so i've seen some really impressive things from clients um and i really it really became obvious to me that, that they've got good habits in their life i don't know if you've seen it yeah I'll, I'll give you one example a friend of mine by the name of tim franklin 
up in Brisbane and when uh, or, uh, when they went into their first lockdown. Tim's a lawyer, but he's also an ultra marathon runner and an ultra distance triathlete. Uh, he's in his 30s. He's also a triathlon coach up there as well. Lovely guy, lovely guy. He's training for an ultra marathon and they weren't allowed out. He wasn't allowed to go for runs, uh, things like that. Uh, but he was in the middle of training for an ultra marathon, which kind of makes it really hard. Didn't know whether the marathon was still going to be on, whether he was going to travel there or not. So this one day he stuck on his video camera and he did this loop of his apartment, which is a small apartment. And he ran 42.2 kilometers around his living room. Yeah, so it was it was it wasn't a fast average per kilometer, but it's uh, <laughs> but he ran forty two point two kilometers around his living room, uh, just doing the same loop, uh, you know, a million now times. Burnt, now he's burnt through his floorboards or his carpet. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the interesting thing was is about he actually said it was the hardest marathon he'd ever done, uh, you know, so to swap and change all the time. But uh, then it was a few days later he went to the apartment to the stairs, uh, and he ran. 15 kilometers up and down the stairs. That means he ran seven and a half kilometers uphill. That is just insane. Uh, we're not talking going up a little hill, you know, like having to walk up Collins Street and losing your breath. We're talking about stairs, uh, which took him like four or five hours as well. So, so what Tim went and did was, well, I don't know if I can still do this, but I'm not going to let it get me down. So I just have to find some other way of doing it. He was going to go and do that run that day anyway. So he thought you might as well do it. He's been interviewed all around the world now. Uh, because of that, it cottoned on in all other places, especially they had hard lockdowns too. So, But that's the example of someone with an amazing and wonderful attitude. It's like, I can't say he was doing Zoom meetings on his stationary bike with all his athletes. So all of them would be there and they're doing Zoom meetings um, on their bikes in their lounge rooms. And that, but that's, the, that's the type of thing where it's a case of, well, this this has changed. I can't do anything about it. It's out of my control. So what do I do to keep that normality and to still be able to be on track to achieving what I want to achieve? Isn't that, that just humans in general, though? Like Tony, like some some humans, Matt. Some humans, because as as our great friend Peter Turin said yesterday, easy to do, easy not to do. But one of the greatest things in life to actually be able to do something is called attitude. Totally. And yep. when there's will, there's a way. I mean. If you set your mind to something, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the, the circumstances. You'll find a way. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the silver lining out of this, this whole thing is that a lot more of the population will go, oh, actually, you know, life's, life's really good. And, you know, I can actually set goals and still achieve things irrespective of what happens to me. Yep. And, um, there's an old saying that, you know, you don't learn about yourself in good times. You only ever really learn about yourself in, in challenging times. Absolutely. And I think that's a, it's a good reset for us. It's almost like the universe is, is telling everyone on earth to, uh, you know, why don't you just take it, you know, uh, be a bit more appreciative of, of what your life is about, and what you have access to. Because I certainly will not be taking anything else for granted ever again. Well, what, I, what I'll add in closing, guys, and then all, all of you can add something to um, after this as well, um, is that I've looked at this and thought, I've had 28 years in this industry. And I've never, ever seen, ever in Australia, a lockdown uh, like Victoria um, is going through at the moment. Uh, whether I agree with that or not, it's not the point of this podcast. 
What I do see though is this, is that in my 28 years in the industry, I have, I actually even before I joined the industry, I saw the 1987 stock market crash because my dad was in the industry. And I saw all that was when didn't have mobile phones and there was about 400 phone calls coming to his, he, he gave out his home number. He's getting about 400 phone calls. Uh, you hung up and it rang again, hung up and it rang again just to the point where I was answering the phone. <laughs> so it was, um, so I've seen the 87 share market crash. I've seen the uh, Russian currency crisis. I've seen the Asian property crisis. I've seen share market crashes, the tech wreck, the GFC. Uh, you know, I've seen everything. But one thing I've always seen, and I think COVID is going to be exactly the same. So I'm not talking about the share market here. Every time there's been a crisis, like that, a financial crisis I'm talking about here, the media has got onto that and basically said it's going to be the end of the world and it's never been the end of the world. <laughs> okay. So it's uh, it's never been the end of the financial world in any way whatsoever. So no matter what has happened, it's always a disaster and everything is going to implode. And what I can say in my 28 years in the industry is that Commonwealth bank is going through a hard time at the moment. They're far higher than where they were when I first joined the industry. Um, you know, you know, Microsoft or Apple was it? one of them I uh, sent through this morning, you know, is, is now it's uh, valued at $1.9 trillion. And uh, now if you think just when the last quarter of 2018, when, it, when the markets crunched, then oh, end of the world, end of the world, end of the world, Apple shares dropped to $810 billion in value. That's it. They dropped from a trillion to 810, end of the world, they'll never recover. You know, three years later, they doubled the price. So, uh, so based on this is that this is going to be the same with COVID. We're having to go through some really, I mean, Jamie, you, you said to me the, a few weeks ago, why don't they just lock down the entire freaking state? No one's allowed to do anything for two weeks uh, and then just go out. Everything, building, absolutely everything, you know. So rather than having to go through this, oh, you can do this, but you can't do this, you can do this. What I'm saying is just like every single financial disaster we've ever been through is we will get through this. And then things will, things will, will eventually start getting back to normal because we are all creatures of habit. And as long as if those habits are good for you, for you, they will come back. All that means for me is the difference is, is I can then go for a swim. You know, that, that's, that's what I mean. There's nothing else that I can't do right now in respect to being exercise, especially now that I've had my nose fixed. Obviously, I'll do anything for a few days, uh, another few days. But basically, there's nothing that I can't do. So I, I want to put it down to if you think about where we are right now is, you know, we've we, still got our health. Uh, and every life will come back to normal. Uh, we haven't been doubly decimated. We were at first where world went into lockdown, markets went into meltdown. Uh, now, world is still in partial lockdown, slowly coming back to normal, but markets have. You know, so that, that, that's, that's the way I'm sitting is 10 years in the future, it'll be a story uh, that we're telling, well, that I might be telling grandkids, you guys I probably won't be, I hope not. <laughs> so it's, so it's, uh, you might be telling my grandkids, but th that's, that's the way I look at this. Matt, yeah. you got any, yeah, your time, thoughts? Time, um, you know, we have short memories as people. Um, so I think in time, not life will get back to normal. Be, oh, remember that time or the lockdown, you know, that we'll certainly look back on it. But look, um, I think with anything, and again, being a, having a positive mindset, this also creates opportunity. 
I know it comes off the back, uh, the back of some, some negative things, but this is, I'll give you a surfing analogy. Um, you know, the, the, the last wave has gone through. So, you know, now we're, we're sitting in the water waiting for the next wave and we can see it coming. And if we start paddling and we position ourselves nicely, we get to catch that wave all the way into shore. And that's how I see this next sort of economic cycle is we, if we catch this wave, the next five years definitely will be looking very good. And I think a lot of people just got to sort of take some action, um, whether it be in their wellness and, and lifestyle, but also financially, because this is an opportunity. You know, there's always a silver lining to these things. So, yeah, I'm going to leave you with that surfing analogy. I think it's a good one. I like Jamie, it. what about you? No, I'm on page with you boys. I think, you know, my, my mind frame, my mindset was great last week. But, you know, as you said, you look towards the future. You make sure you do things that, you know, catch up on some rest if you need to. You know, take some time out if you're a social person. Just just catch up a little bit. So, Jamin, I appreciate today. Reflections are great. Um, it'll be interesting. Maybe in a year's time we can reflect on this reflection and see where things are at but thank you for today and uh i look forward to our next podcast thank you gents thanks